0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the 1024 podcast, a podcast that focuses on real life brought to you by Real Boots. Uh, This podcast stems from an idea that was brought to us for just filling the void uh, in the world of media where there is not a whole lot of authenticity. I think in a further digitized world, we're starting to see that gap between what's real and what's put on just for the show and for the impression of others. So we appreciate y'all tuning in and we look forward to y'all joining us on this journey as we figure out how to podcast, how to talk and just look at life from the perspective of, of three rights following you who just want to be salt and light in this world. And we kind of take a look at different topics and different perspectives and, and different things in the world from three different perspectives. So we appreciate y'all hanging with us and we'll have some fun along the way.
1: Yeah, it's perfect. So. Let's get in in a little bit about where this idea of this 1024 came from, because it kind of sounds like a weird name, but once we explain it, I think it'll make better sense of what we're trying to do and kind of the vision behind our podcast. So while reading Do My Morning Routine, I was reading in the book of Hebrews, and I got in the chapter 10, verse 24, it says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And that's one of the things that we really wanted to do with this podcast is we wanted to show someone... Just th- three ordinary dudes living their life, but able to uh, share with with other people Jesus in, in a different way. Kind of show you that you can live you can live a normal life. You don't have to to uh, act differently or act weird. You, you don't want to act like the world. But we wanted to show people that you can act like Christ and, and motivate others to these
2: acts of good works and love. Yeah, and something that I've always heard and that really kind of stuck with me. Um, and I'm sure many people say it. Um, but our pastor, growing up, has always said it is that we want to be in the world and not of the world. And you know, it's it's really hard now, especially with all of you know all of social media and everything that you see, um, to not be of the world. Meaning that you know, not performing our lives like what the Bible tells us we should. And like especially as as you know, coming from perspective of, of just men, like it's it's really hard to to be a Christ following man now with everything that is in the world, that's telling you um, the way that you should act. And, you know, you can do this, you can't do that. And, um, you know, we were just really wanted to show like some real authentic, as John said, um, some just authentic life because, you know, it's life is a struggle. I mean, it's, it's not hard or I mean, it's not easy. Um, It's, it's very hard sometimes a lot um, especially in the, in the world we live in to, to try to be a a christ follower and and just be a a a good godly man and you know we certainly we three don't have it figured out and then um that's also something that we wanted to show is just our you know our real life our real life struggles you know how we you know how we screw up and how we do well and you know trying to just show that you know if you listen to this you know i can promise you like you're not the first person to go through whatever you're going through, because I'm I'm sure that we've gone through it. Um, and you know we just wanted to, to show that. Um, to that, show...
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good, good idea because we are three different men from three different walks of life. Uh, I mean I, I'll i go first. I've been married for 11 years now, and I have three kids. Um, this is a big family, and so I've been going through it, uh, life in
2: a different way than, than probably you
1: have you could you could explain a little bit about your situation what are you
2: yeah so i'm i'm drew uh it's it's nice to meet everybody um i uh i i'm i'm a little younger than uh than the, these two guys are i'm i'm am three at the time of speaking this um and uh i'm not married um and uh i've been been seeing this girl for a little bit um but you know for all intents and purposes you know i'm 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 the only not married one here and so it's uh it's It's been a struggle for me, um, you know, coming, you know, just trying to figure out life and, you know, being being one of the younger guys here and, and and always in my in my friend group. It's you know, it's it's been tough trying to, you know, to figure out the the dating world and, you know, figure out how to because I'm still learning how to be a, a good godly man, you know, like, like a lot of these other guys kind of have been there, done that. And, you know, I'm still. You know, still trying to get my feet under under me when it comes to, you know, living a good godly life because, you know, I, I grew up in the church, um, but I, I've heard it also said that, you know, there's the difference between, you know, Christians and churchgoers, and I was always a churchgoer growing up, really. I, I didn't put too much stock in, in really following Christ um, because just— i guess the the zeal was lost upon me because i've always grew up in the church um you know i've always heard you know people speaking about it and you know how to be a christ follower and and all this and you know i didn't it didn't really sit into me until really like this past year you know i you know i guess the lord graciously brings you down to a low point in your life um to really show you how good good he is and how good god is compared to the world um and so, you know, this that's something that we'll get into in into our podcast. Um, and just how we how we've all, you know, screwed up and how we're, you know, trying to work through it. But, you know, that's a little bit about where I come from. But how about you, John?
0: Yeah, so um man, you know, I grew up very similar to Drew. Uh I say similar because or I say very similar because uh if when I was a kid, if I was around Drew was uh pretty close by. Um and <laughs> This kind of the way things worked. to me we've been co-workers uh classmates roommates you name it we've probably done it together um so I grew up very similar to Drew but just kind of in a lot of ways had different interests different personalities and I think that that affected the, my, my view on the world but also kind of my view on my late the Lord and, and my relationship with just struggles in general i mean i think everybody sees the world through their own set of eyes but you know as similar as we were as many shared experiences as we had we had so many other things that that we did or saw differently um and i'm a little bit older than drew Uh, i'm married i've been married for a year and a half now and
2: uh, let's say don't get that wrong john don't get that wrong (laughs) (laughs)
0: right can't be forgetting those things this early on no uh, (laughs) Man, uh been married to my my wonderful wife Sarah Kate she's uh fantastic and uh, I've really just had to learn in the last you know two years realistically how to um take my faith seriously but also man I'll tell you the hardest and, and I think Rusty can attest to this like the uh the most um humbling thing is submitting yourself one to like, your wife's needs her priorities but also knowing that that you are responsible biblically for the spiritual direction of your household, um, and and so in the last two years, really been figuring that out and learning what that looks like and how that plays out in a, in a daily life. Because it's one thing to say that and know what that means, another thing entirely to live it out um, and you know lead somebody else willing. And uh, so that's that's kind of where I'm at in life. And
1: yeah, and it's, it's just it's definitely a difficult thing, especially uh, when you add someone else to to your life so it's easy enough to have your own discipline and to to read your bible yourself and to have your prayer time by yourself but it's it's a whole nother concept when you when you get married because then you have to you're there for your wife and you have to support her and you also you know you want to make sure she's she's motivated to do the same things and that's why it's it's important to be equally yoked when, when you get married but that's another topic we can talk about but it's definitely a different different idea, especially when kids come in the in the equation. Because then you're not only leading your wife, you're having to lead children to the Lord, which yeah. is very important. I, I guess I didn't really get into this when we started off, but uh, I grew up totally different than you guys. I didn't grow up in the church. Uh, my family's, you know, got a rough past, uh, a lot of drugs involved in my in my household growing up, and uh, I'm one of the only males that's ever been to prison. If that tells you anything. So, and you need some of these guys, God God was able to turn some lives around in my family and, and really do some big things. Uh we'll we'll meet them on the podcast a little later on. We'll do we'll do some episodes with those guys. But uh it's definitely a different childhood. It, it just a different spot of life and a,
2: a different up upraising. So Yeah, but it, it's to me at least, because I've I've always grown up in a good, you know good church going family and you know, my my parents are still you know, my parents are divorced but they were high school sweethearts. So you mean, you know, effectively like in comparison to a lot of people, I've had like the the great most gravy train, you know uh childhood that you can have or growing up, you know, and it's just uh
0: yeah, you five, Drew, you just said gravy <laughs>
2: Hey dude, it's a good it's look, it's a good descriptive yes, exactly. Very descriptive Yes, yes. Um but anyways but as far as that that goes it it makes me it makes me admire people like you even more though because you know it's 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 a testament to you know it's something only the lord can do like to bring you you know from that place into like you know because i mean just getting to live out life with the rest of me like seriously you're the you're the one of the people who has the most joy that i've ever met like in like that's something that as in my walk that one of the things that the Lord has let me see this past year is that there's definitely a big difference between happiness, which, you know, I would test to is of the world and joy, which is definitely something that comes from the Lord. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's joy. Isn't something that I've, you know, I, I guess I've always been chasing, but I've never, never really had it or experienced it. Um, and you know, it's, it's just been a blessing to me to get to see that from you because like I said, it's, you know I, I i'm i'm learning to have that joy now but it's it's definitely still something that i'm learning like you know and it's like i said it's just it amazes me
1: and that's one of those things true joy only comes from the lord as you as you said and, and it's something that i never fully experienced until I, I began really walking with the lord because there's a long period of my life where it i wasn't walking with the lord i i kind of faked it there's a, a pastor in oklahoma his name is craig rochelle and he leads life church one of the the largest churches in America and he has this uh the saying that he says he says Christian atheist and so it's hard it's hard to admit but a lot of people if they actually looked at their life they would actually be be more considered an, a Christian atheist than a Christian because they they live their lives kind of like God's not real and they continue to do these things of the world and, and the way they carry themselves and and all those things it, it's of the world you know you don't really you don't really uh see yourself as a as a true christian when you're when you're out there living in the world you you kind of just fake it and that's what i did for years and years and years i just kind of went through the motions went to church and was like oh yeah i'm a christian yeah and then nothing changed in my life when you yeah. when you become a true a real christian you're you give your heart that jesus gives you a new heart yeah. you start thinking in new ways and, and you start getting the joy of the lord that comes even in bad circumstances you can be joyful because you know god's promises are true in the word and that that it's always going to work out for the good and yeah. he knows better than you. It's this trust and this faith thing, this big concept that's like crazy. It's radical to people in, in the world. They're like, "What in the world? How could you? How could you just be so happy when this just happened to you?" Yeah. I trust the Lord. Yeah. And it's yeah. one of those things. It's the Christian atheist. Uh, I think people should should read that book. There's a book by him too called Christian Atheist. Yeah. They should read that. It's, it's a good thing. It really helped me.
2: Now is that the the same pastor that uh, that you had me watch the other day up with the ghee? Is that the same dude?
1: No, no it was that guy. Uh, so the guy with the ghee was uh, – that was Jonathan Pocluta. He's uh, out of Dallas. Okay. And uh, he's he's a great pastor too.
0: His church started the, the Bible app.
1: Yeah, Craig Rochelle's church did. Yeah, and he's also uh, – everyone knows Stephen Ferdinand. He's Stephen Fernick's pastor. I don't know who yeah. Stephen so. Ferdinand is. Yeah. Church. Oh, okay. Well, I yeah. know who that is. Yeah, yeah. You
2: know
0: <laughs> I got to hear um, uh, Craig Rochelle speak, and I, I led summer camp. He was the keynote speaker there, man. That, that 2018, 2019, something like that. And he was super cool. But um, I've got my own thoughts and feelings about Stephen Furtick. But that's just because I'm in near Greenville, where he went to college, and people got their their thoughts up here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that this is how I, you know, God will lead you on this trail as you as you start seeking out the Lord more, trying to just trying to really find out stuff about life. And you know, I start digging on on YouTube and I listen to different people. I try to listen to a sermon every day just to get a new fresh perspective on the word and and uh you know everyone a lot of people start off with stephen fernie because he's just, he's so big he's out there and you start reading that and i was listening to some of his sermons and he mentioned his pastor craig rochelle and that's how i found him and and then that's a whole another walk you know you start going down that and then you just find other people you know to encourage you along the way which is what we're hoping to do with this podcast yeah encourage people
2: and, and to give names like this for you to seek out and yeah yeah because yeah definitely something that you know obviously neither of the three of us are um are i guess classically trained we never went to you know bible college whatever but like that's the perspective that we want to show because you know this you know i believe a a big part of the christian life i think you know a lot of people would agree is that you know defining a good group of people that you do life together that you know that's that's a big big part of of the christian walk because you know at least in my experience you know how you know how i really kind of got to not following the Lord as well as I should is because, you know, I I stopped being a part of a group. I stopped hanging out with good Christian people. You know, and a lot of people use the analogy, at least I've heard, I've heard a lot of like, you know, Satan's like the hyena, like he, he'll um, just nibble at you and nibble at you until you get away from the pack, away from the pack and away from the pack. And and like when you get so far away from the pack, then he's got you because you can't go back. Like you're so far, you can't even see those guys. And he's just like, he just devours you. And that's how, that's how I, I, I got to be, you know, making all the mistakes that I did is because, you know, I I wasn't surrounding myself with good godly people anymore. Um, and you know, I, I just thought that, you know, again being I was definitely being of the world and not in it. You know, like it's yeah. it, it was, you know, I like I said I think that's a big thing that, you know, big thing that you should do is surround yourself with obviously good godly people. Yeah. It's easy it's easy to lose focus
1: of uh what you're gonna do when you surround yourself with other people, you, you kinda get distracted. You get too busy. And uh this is a, a pretty cool note. I always write notes in my phone, just little any, anytime I get a little idea from the Lord. And one of the things I wrote was, uh being too busy makes you lose your sensitivity. Yeah. So like your sensitive your Christian sensitivity for others, right? So we won't be aware what Jesus is trying to use us if we're we're too busy and too distracted with other things. And a lot of times when you get out in the world and you you start, you know, slowly Getting into things like like the party scene or something like that, mm-hmm. which I think we've all done before, uh, especially me growing up the way I did, that was normal. Uh, it wasn't a church based family, so partying and things like that were, were a big part of my family growing up. And, and it's easy to to get busy and get distracted in that and kind of ignore that that pull in your heart, you know. And I think everyone has that it's just naturally in you. You have this thing saying this is not right, and you ignore that. And the Bible calls it giving you over to a debased mind whenever. You ignore the things, like you ignore that that the pull, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times we do that. We get busy, we get too distracted, we lose the sensitivity, and we're not aware when Jesus is trying to use us, when He's trying to to help us to you know reach out to those that are hurting and that are in need, that need prayer, need our love. You know, yeah. grace command is to, to love. You know, to love others. Yes. And and we just ignore that. You know, especially in society, that's the problem with the world. Is is we want to be about us. It's all about me, 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 me. I mm-hmm. mean, look at Facebook or Instagram. It's literally a Website set up for you. Yes, he says, "Look at me. Here's my profile picture." And asks you, "How are you feeling?" And you you put on there, "Oh, this is what I'm doing today." You know, and, mm-hmm. and that's it's literally all about us, and yep. that's how society is.
2: It, it's it's
0: funny to me that you bring up the, the social media point because one of the one of the guys who kind of like a key player in my walk with God, he uh I always really admired how social media as a as a positive like avenue of ministry for himself, just the way that he. Conducted himself one on social media, but two, use it as a tool rather than hindrance. Because his, his his mindset it was basically like, dude, if it's gonna exist, I might as well give it a, a positive spin, like rather than let it be full of this negative stuff. And yeah. so his his Instagram bio, and it kills me every time I see it, is make no mistake, this is my highlight reel. Um, and I think that that is just such a like good mindset to have when you're dealing with the the stuff that's like going on in the world. I mean, with, with just I, I would hate to be a teenager and adolescent in this world right now because like I know what we went through, but even more so the judgment and the instantaneous gratification that is experienced on social media and, and expecting to put forth like these, you know, influencer like worthy stories and things. Just what the, the pressures that kids and students are dealing with now, it's it's crazy. I Yeah,
2: I mean t- for me. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, John. Sorry, but uh, for me, I, I still haven't even learned how to properly deal with social media. Like, it's been a—it was a big stumbling point. And I don't know if you know this, uh, John. I deleted all of my social media off my phone this summer um, because, uh, you know, it's—it it was what I filled my time with. Um, like, literally, like, like you get those reports on your phone, like. Hey, your weekly report is you were on your phone, like seven hours a day. Like and literally like that was my report. Like I was seven, eight hours a day, like just sitting around here at the house, like just scrolling through Instagram, which is a whole nother, you know, a whole nother problem anyways. But like, you know, just something about me, something that I, I've always really struggled with. And, you know, what has been something that that's a big stumbling point in my life is like just, you know, sex and sexual gratification. And like, that's like for me to, to get myself off of that, I had to just remove that because like literally all you yeah. see all day is just like that. that's to me, at least like, I guess just because that's my, one of my big stumbling points is like, you know, I see all these like half naked people, like all, yeah. like all of these, like all of these social media sites and like, and I, I guess I just haven't learned how to, you know, like you said, like use it for a, a good light yet. And so I just had to like cut it off. Like it was, you know, a, a dead arm, you know, cause it was, yeah it's it's something that
0: it's because like sarah kate for for months and months and this, this is back during like lock covid but like during months during of that time she was begging me to get tiktok because she would send send these things to me and then it would be such a hassle for me to view them she's like just download the app and so i did and man like i got in i would spend way too much time just like scrolling and wasting time and it's crazy like I feel like for the most part I did a pretty good job about managing like what popped up on my for you page in terms of like the posts that I interacted with and like, you know, like it would be primarily like fishing and outdoor content and cooking and, and, you know, stuff like that. Sure, yeah. But every now and then, dude, just because like the, the algorithm knows it's like, you know, late teens to early twenties male, it's like, it's going to throw one of those half naked ladies up there dancing and it's like, like that became just such an unnecessary temptation. Like you said, you guys had to cut it out like outside of the time that it was stealing from my life. And just, it was just subjecting me to so many things that I, I didn't need to see and didn't need to be around. And just it, I, I feel for the, the, the people who are coming of age and dealing with, with puberty and dealing with high school pressures and everything, and being exposed to that on social media, rather than dealing with social media after the fact.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's this weird thing that people think like the teenagers they think oh there's all these rules in Christianity it just keeps me from having fun, you know and it seems like it seems like it's just a big rule book the bible but it it's not true the the, the truth is that the God's commandments, the bible is it, it's, it's a guide like a, a it's a framework for your life to live a happy joyful life if you if you follow the lord in his ways everything that he asks you to do is for your benefit. If he says don't have sex until marriage it's a gift and sex and marriage is a gift from god it's not a bad thing but, but the world and satan has, has turned this this idea of sex into a terrible thing mm-hmm. you know and what happens when you have sex before marriage you know you feel all this insecurities all this guilt you know you might get someone pregnant that you maybe weren't intended to to marry that you didn't want to marry you know you just wanted to have a good time on a friday night and look what happened to your life you know and so i think the thing that you're talking about with all with all these teenagers growing up in society today is they they have way tougher than we did because now it's it's amplified you know, with through social media, through their time. They're spending all their time online looking at the highlight reel of everyone everyone's lives and they think, oh my life is terrible. You know, I'm, I'm not doing all these fun things. I'm not going on cruises. I'm not going on vacation and I don't have that. You know, they see all these things that people have and, and they really end up wasting their time
2: doing nothing but watching other people's highlight reels. Yeah. And I think that's why a big thing is why we want to do this podcast? Because you know this is not you know this is our highlight reel for a different reason. Is because I, this is our highlight reel because this is our highlight reel of how the Lord has worked into our life, like how He's took our mess and and made it into a treasure, like it, like how yeah. He's used us for good. But like what we wanted to do on this podcast too is like to to be very transparent. Like you know this is not the how great that Rusty Drew and John are. This is the here's how I've screwed up and here like. I want you to know that, you know, you're not alone when you're screwed like when you when you have screwed up before, like you know, yeah. I I have done the exact same thing, you know, like it's it's that's that's what we want, you know, to do with this podcast.
0: Someone else has been there. Like if you if you screwed up in some way, someone else has been there too. Yeah. Like Yeah. And yet while we're talking about it, it's like I'm I'm scrolling through my Instagram, like my personal posts and it's like all right, there's a post for my dog's birthday. There's a post of when we bought our house. There's our wedding post, birthday post. It's like, that's not my everyday. Like, if I posted something every day, it would be, like, here's me making ramen noodles and eating, like, a Snickers that I found in a drawer from the office. Like <laughs> yeah. but-
1: Here's me taking a nap for 14 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and that's, uh, like, to go back to, you know, what just – everybody is like looking at these days and like to to how the how Satan like just gets you like distracted. Yes, distracted. Like uh well uh so t- say the name of the guy that you had me watch again. Uh Jonathan
1: Pokaluda. Okay. It's a hard name to spell. Like P O K Yes. L U D A. But please
2: if you're listening to this go watch this this guy's
1: sermon. He got some good stuff. He's uh I think it's Harris Creek Baptist Church in in Dallas is where he's at now, but originally I saw him in this place called The Porch, which is like a kind of a teenage uh Meeting at I think it's every Tuesday night, Uh, and it's it's powerful. They have some powerful sermons for people dealing with life, kids trying to live
2: their life right in today's society. They have some good stuff. Yeah, it's uh his uh, the sermon that he had that you had me listen to him. But it's like you know it's funny how the Lord. Works. I shared it because I I knew you would relate to it. You you, you do jujitsu and uh, he
1: was in a gi at yeah. the beginning of the sermon, so I was like, oh, there you go. It's perfect. Yeah,
2: and it's a yeah, that's a whole other thing we can get into. Jujitsu is awesome. You should do it if you if you don't. Uh, but it, it's really awesome how the Lord works. Like you know, he had no you know, Rusty had no reason to know this. Like that, that 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 sermon would speak to me so much. But he literally said something that's like you know sometimes how you you think that you know the preacher is speaking right at you. Sometimes like the Lord lays yeah like, using the Holy Spirit to just like point right at you but like in this guy's sermon it was like he was doing that to me because he literally said uh, uh, about his own walk is that he you know i'm gonna butcher the quote um and i'm sorry if i do but he he said something to effect of i knew how good the church was and i knew how good living there was mm-hmm. um but i also knew how much fun the world was and I, I i didn't have it bad in either places so i had my feet in both camps and that's what caused me to not have happy like to not have happiness in either place because i was trying to do both things at once and you know the lord obviously calls us to you know cut all that stuff stuff out if we want the joy of 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 the lord we have to cut all all that other stuff out like we have to we have to go fully in into the church and being you know into the lord's family and like that was that was me that was literally me growing up i mean that was literally me like you know a year ago like mm-hmm. to set doing that because like i you know i was I, you know, I was going to church. You know, obviously, I've I've heard the word all my life, but you know, I was still drinking a bunch. I was still having sex. Like I, you know, I'm saying I I, I wasn't I wasn't giving my life fully to the Lord. I wasn't following His commandments. So I I, I couldn't have that joy. And I you know, it was it was like a hole in my heart that I was just trying to fill because yeah. like because I, I was longing for that joy and I was trying to find that joy and the happiness of the world. But like you said, it's it's like, just distractions. Yes, it's not I, it's not the the true
1: thing of life. It's not. We, we, we get caught up in these distractions we're thinking that this is going to bring us to joy, but you know there's i I've heard of, I don't know any personally, but I've heard stories of billionaires as being miserable and you know from uh, from our job we work, we both work at the fire department we're both firefighters, and we go to a lot of different kinds of calls and some of the common ones we go to is is suicide unfortunately yeah, and it doesn't matter the size of the house or when you when you go to a suicide there's some big rich nice neighborhoods with people who are committing suicide and, and there's obviously poor houses with people are committing suicide. It, it's, it doesn't, depression and those things, they don't uh, distinguish between money or not. So yeah. a lot of people think, oh, if I just won this Powerball, this, you know, yeah. if I won this billion dollars, billion yeah. dollars, I'm going to be happy. And you're yeah. not, you're going to find out you're just as miserable because you're missing the one piece that you need. And I think that that's why this is such a beautiful thing that we're doing here, this podcast, because I think we've all, found out that we've missing that piece from different walks of life. You yes. know, I, I grew up and I've done everything you can imagine. I, I've, I've partied. I've done all the, all the things that the world says is fun, which sin is fun. Greg Rochelle will even tell you that. He says, you know, in some of his sermons, sin is fun, but it's a different kind of fun. It's like yeah. a, a, this fun that's not fulfilling. Yes. There's a fulfilling fun in the Lord. When you finally start walking with the Lord and you finally realize, God, everything you say is for my good. You, you really do care about me. You really do love me. And I love that, that I, it's complete that no one else in this world has been able to give me. When you finally experience that love by finally walking with the Lord and, and not just saying, "Oh yeah, I'm reading my Bible, I'm going to church, I'm with the Lord," but really diving deep and say, "Lord, I love you, and I want to get to know you better," and, and really spending time with Him, spending time prayer praying for others. You know, a lot of times we pray for ourselves, and I found that to be the case. One of my struggles. Uh, for a long time, I was just praying for myself, and yeah. as I started praying for others, I got that
2: joy of the Lord on me. It's like, why do I feel so good doing something for someone else? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's that, you know, it goes back to that whole instant gratification or whatever like yeah. that. You know, like, you know, for me, you know, you know, drinking was fun. Like, you know, obviously, you know, having sex was fun. But like, it's, it was uh again, it's like that whole, the hole in my heart that I was trying to fill because like it was just like a little hits of, you know, dopamine, like just little just little things like I, okay i felt good for a time but like that yeah. it's the difference between happiness and joy like I, I didn't have that peace like that you know like okay no, no matter what happens today like yeah i'm you know i'm good to go i had yeah i have joy but like it's like i was always searching for something always longing for something and like yeah it's yeah. it's a totally different thing you know like you know i don't know
0: well too it's like even though those things are fun it's like but knowing what you know it's like you, you are aware after the fact of the mistakes that you made and then you deal with the guilt yes. and the guilt. Is fun. Yeah,
2: and- okay. Yes. And shame is a big thing. It was a big thing in my life. Like, you know, uh, they always tell you like, you know, you know, evil happens in the dark like you know that's where that's where the satan works is in the dark like he's always like shut up don't tell you don't tell anybody about what you just did yeah. like this is this is you cannot share this you, they, they if you share this right now they will never see you the same way like if you Dude. if you say this like if you tell them that you just, like that you've been having sex you can't come back to the church because they don't like that like you know what i'm saying like that that's how i felt and it's a big thing man yeah. it's
0: crazy to hear you say that because i think back to times when like i was at my lowest of lows and we were living together, and I was literally across the hall from you, like unable to sleep because I was stressed out, and my heart was like, "Dude, go wake Drew up and talk to him." In my head, and like all like the the negativity and the, the anxieties and like the, the shames, like no, like if you confess that, like it, he, he's gonna look at you different, like you're gonna lose a friend, like it, it it's not like it's not worth it. Just hold it in, hold it. And I dealt with so much stress and so much pain in that year that we lived together that could have just been made so much easier if i could have just like gotten out of bed and walked across and talked to you and, like like confided and confessed in you like the things that i was dealing with
2: yeah man, wow. yeah it, it's it, it it's crazy and like that's that's something that we like again another reason that at least I, I you know i wanted to start this podcast is because like again i want you to know like if you're out there like You know especially with all this like you're not alone you're not the like the satan at least in my experience has always told me like you know you're the only one making this mistake like all these other people there are good godly people around you like you're they're not doing this they've never done this like if you again if you say something they're going to look at you never look at you the same any again and that's again that's just simply you know not true like i i can you know attest to at least us three guys like we we probably have all three made you know very similar mistakes and like you know just Learning how to be again good godly people, um, you often make the same mistakes, and so I, I want to encourage you if you're listening to this. Like, if that's the way you feel, please just go talk to somebody that you that you trust that you trust in, like, because you know, oftentimes the best way to to, to the hardest thing to do is to start, and so if you just start talking to somebody, like. I can, I can promise you that if they're, you know, a good godly person, they are not going to look at you any other differently, you know, they're going to try to help you because, you know, obviously, like, a lot of people, again, a lot of people make the same mistakes. And so, you know, we want you to know that, you know, you're not, you're not alone in this, like, you know, like, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're drinking right now, and you don't know how to stop, like, you know. Confide in somebody in that and that's you know the i think there's a verse that you know I, of course i i'm about to butcher it and i don't know exactly where it comes from but like it, it says something to affect like if there's two or more christians in the same room that it's church the lord's there like, with two or more gathered yeah i'm with you yeah 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 and so like and it's very true like you know like right now we're having church right now you know what i'm saying we're talking about the lord we're having you know discipleship work out yeah so yeah. that's a good point we
1: are the church a lot of people are church hurt and they don't they're like, oh, I tried the Christian thing. I tried to walk with the Lord, but you know, this pastor did this or said that, or I found out who they really are." And, and they, they're looking at that like the church. the church is the people. We are, we are the church. Yeah, So the, yeah. the church building that a lot of people go to is just that. It's just a building. But when Jesus died, here's the cool thing about it. And I, I'm a, kind of a Bible nerd now ever since I got saved a couple of years ago, and, and I've started studying deep into it, and there's a beautiful uh, thing that I think a lot of people miss. If you read in the Old Testament, you read about the holy of holy, the innermost sanctuary, right? And you read about all the the stuff they had to do just to get in there. So there's one person, he had to, he was chosen from one family, right? Yeah. And he was called the high priest, and he was able to go in there once a year, but only after sacrificing for the sins of all the people and all his sins. And still, they tied a rope to his foot so that when he went in there, if he didn't come back, they could drag, <laughs> they him, out, drag him out, right? Because cause where where light exists, darkness doesn't exist. Yeah. Right? Therefore, the, holiest, the holy place is this place where it was actually the uh, Ark of the Covenant, is what it's called, and it, has, uh, the, it had the stones, uh the Ten Commandments in there. It had, I think, uh, Aaron's staff, like different things in there. Yeah, but stuff. Anyways, it was considered holy because the Lord had touched it. And so this high priest would go in there once a year, and it was one man that could go in there yeah. and be in the inter, inner sanctuary. Yeah right and it was still like a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. Because of sin. Yet when Jesus died for us, if you remember it said that the veil was torn. Mm-hmm. That was a veil that separated us from the innermost sanctuary of the holy of holy. Now the innermost sanctuary of the holy of holy is in you. Yep. In you. When you become a believer, you you are the temple of the Holy God. Yeah. And it's an amazing thing to think about that the way we in society don't we don't understand that because we're not sacrificing oxen and bulls and and doves and stuff like that and having to go through that 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 ritual we forget that now the holy lord almighty himself
2: lives in us yeah that's why he calls us a royal priesthood like that was the that was the historical significance of why jesus said that like he he calls us the royal priesthood because again like like you said because there's nothing now that separates us from the lord like we we have the lord with us Every day, like the, Jesus sent when he died, he sent the spirit down in his place, like the, the the helper is what he called it, which is the Holy Spirit down in his place. And, you know, it's yeah, that's it's, it's just awesome now that we, we get to have the Lord with us every yeah. day. You know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's, it's good. And I think a lot of times we struggle in this life with with these things and kind of understand them because no one has taken the time once again, back to time to explain these things. A lot of people think, oh, God just doesn't want us to have fun. And we get distracted. And I think Satan, is, he's the inventor of the lie, right? That's his native tongue, the Bible says. Mm-hmm. So don't you think he's pretty good at lying? Yeah. If that's his native tongue, if that's what he does best, yes. I think he's pretty good at it. It's not going to be – a lot of people think it's just going to be an obvious lie. Oh, I could see that lie all day. Satan's yeah. lying to me. No, it's going to be in a, in a way that you think it's not – like you think it's reality. You're like, oh, yeah, me spending my time on, on, on the computer and looking at these girls or doing whatever, thats not that bad. I'm yeah. not actually doing the act. Everybody does right? it. It's just yeah. a lie. It's a lie that that you won't know, you won't be able to see that lie if you don't have eyes to see. Mm-hmm. And you get the eyes to see through the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And John 1 one says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Christian and you're not in your Bible, hopefully this convicts you because the Word is God. Yeah. So you need to be in the Word in order to have the eyes to see these things, to see these lies and these distractions that Satan's putting you in. That's stealing your joy, that the true joy that comes from the Word only. Yep.
0: Yeah, and, and the crazy thing to me is, like Paul, even says in Second in Corinthians 11, he's like, he's like, Satan, tra- Satan comes. He transforms himself to appear as an angel of light. Like he doesn't come from the depth. He doesn't crawl up like it, and show up where you know like that is stuff is going on. He comes from things that seem positive and seem like they're light and seem good, and, and he shows up in areas where it's like. You know something that that seems harmless, or seems like it's not going to be a problem. He shows up in those areas because if he were to get you like and just say, "Hey, like you know, why don't you just try heroin?" It's like, well, that's an obvious lie. Like, there, there's no benefit to that. Like that's you know going from zero to a hundred. You can kind of sniff that out.
2: But
0: yeah. He starts all. He shows up where where he knows you're weak. Yep. Um. Uh, and I don't know. I think I think one thing that that's always Kind of been at the forefront of my mind with things when I, I think about like Satan and, and just kind of the way that we're wired is like there, for better or for worse, there are some areas in the Bible that are left kind of gray. And I mean, Satan, Satan knows the Bible better than we do. And I think he loves to exploit those gray areas yeah. in our lives. Probably, uh, he, knows, he knows we play moral ambiguity. Like he knows how we work.
1: Oh, yeah. The prime example is in the beginning of the Bible, in Genesis, what did, what did the serpent do? He tricked Eve. He used the words that God said. To just twisted them a little bit uh-huh. and deceived Eve. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, there's a cool quote that I wrote down. It says, uh,
2: snakes don't have fists. They fight with their mouth. Yep that's exactly what it is like because again like it like you said it's it's not like you both said it's not something that's like going to be super obvious it's like it, it's just like it again it's like those little hyenas that just nip and nip and nip until you they get you out out from the pack they just they're just going to nip like oh it's okay like it's all right why don't you just you know you know oh your 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 big you know stumbling point is 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 women oh but it's okay like just bring that girl home, like it's. Yeah, it's you're okay. just friends. Yeah, you're just friends. You're not. It's okay to be alone with a girl, like it's okay. Like, nothing's gonna happen. Oh, it's it's okay to, you know, it's okay to, you know, just, you know, do whatever. Just, but just, if you learn the
1: the guard, you know, put guardrails in your life, you learn that like, hey, that's not something I want to go down. I don't even want to mess with that. I don't yeah. want to be near the serpent. I don't want the serpent to whisper in my ear. I don't even want to be near them. Yep. And you start, you got to put those guardrails in your life, and and just take little steps we talked about this the other day at work uh i call it starving your demons yeah everyone has something in their life to struggle with whether it's lust or pride or or material things whatever it may be if you know that that's that's what gets you you need to set up guardrails you need to say that's
2: my that's my demon i want to start hot dog out. explain okay so explain this is a, this is a good one guys so it's it's really helped me now like uh this analogy that uh, Rusty's about to explain has really helped me now, like to to realize what my stumbling block is because, um, it's just a good thing, like for me in my in my my dumb uneducated mind, um, to say like, hey, th- th- this is my stumbling block, but, oh, I know what it is. So you're not gonna get me, Satan. Like I know what it is. So so, so, so this, talk- this
1: idea came from uh, Pastor Joby Martin. He's, he's 1122 in Jacksonville, Florida, I believe. And I heard him preach a sermon one time, and he and he was talking about. Basically, imagine we're all in a big pond, and uh, we're in this pond, and we're just swimming around, going through life. And Satan is on on the top of the water, and he's trying to hook you. He, he's he's got a big box full of different kind of tackle, and he, he's trying to get you. And the way he described it really hit me because I'm kind of a redneck at heart. So <laughs> I I love this analogy. He talked about you know we I, just to explain it, we know that Satan's not omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. He's not God god knows everything god's everywhere you know he's all powerful satan's not and, and sometimes we try to give satan that power and, and we think that he can just get in our minds But the truth is he can't he has to hook us and so what he does is he'll throw something out there a spinner bait a rooster tail and he's out there fishing the top water trying to get you to hook at it and and it might not be your thing you, your thing might not be materialism so when he throws that, that materialism spinner bait out there and you're looking at it you're thinking ah, that doesn't look tasty at all yep. right but your thing might be lust and and Satan throws a little hot dog of lust out there. And you see that and you go, wow, that looks pretty good. And you swim a little closer. So he shakes it a little more and he, and he reels it in a little bit and you start following it. He says, oh, he's following this. Yeah. He's following this. So then he'll throw a few more hot dogs out there and he'll have them all around you until you just can't help it and you take a bite and he hooks you and he starts reeling you in. And that's what happens in life. You got to find out, and he, this is what Pastor Drewby said, you got to find out what your hot dog is. Yeah. What's that thing that's going to get you? And when you realize that Hey, this is my hot dog. Lust is my hot dog. Materialism is my hot dog. You have to identify that and say, no, no, no. I don't care if that's real or not. I'm not going for that. I'm not biting that. Mm-hmm. As soon as you see that, you swim away. He's not all all knowing, all powerful. He's not gonna be able to find you anywhere in that pond. All he can do is throw hot dogs everywhere. Yeah.
2: It's up to you to bite that. It's up to you to take that bait.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like that. A lot
2: yeah it helps me a lot it, it has helped me a lot um just because like i'm, I'm kind of saying now it's like, a pretty girl goes there's a hot dog yep there's a hot dog just think i running yeah have a hot dog Yep, run away yeah because uh we can get the, into this uh, i guess that can be our, our topic for our, our next podcast so we can get you know into what our own stumbling blocks are but i i would say that definitely that that is my hot dog like i you know lust is my you know thankfully the lord you know You know, I've definitely made my mistakes with alcohol. You know, I I never had it personally. I've never done any drugs, but you know, you know, I've I've done my mistakes with alcohol. But you know, it's not something that I just sit here and you know, and like crave. I don't just sit here and crave a beer. But like you know, like lust is something that's like my my like like we said, it's my hot dog. So that's something we can get into maybe maybe next podcast we can talk about our 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 own stumbling blocks. But you know, we don't. We don't want it to go uh, go too long for, for rambling on. You know, I'm sorry that we're we're just a little all over the place, but you know, this is our first time doing this. But uh, anybody got any closing thoughts before we before we go
1: today? Yeah, I'll read. I'm gonna read First John two, uh, chapter two and verse 16 because this sums up every sin. There's only three types, and this will sum up everything. And you could just kind of read this verse and then think which one's mine. What what gets me? What's my hot dog? And maybe it'll help you uh, throughout your week as you struggle with it. So it says, for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. So if you can identify those, like, is it the lust of the flesh, the lust of my eyes, the pride of my life? Like, what, which one of those things is what gets me? Do I want things? Do I want status? Do I want the women? What is it? And, and you look at your life and identify what your hot dog is and, and just starve it out. Don't feed it. Don't feed that demon. Don't, don't chase after that. That fake bait. Just realize that and read your, read your Bible every day. And I think you'll have a different outlook on life. You'll have the joy of the Lord. Yeah.
0: One, one thing I've got right quick is, you know, y'all mentioned that y'all go Uh, You know, unless you know me personally, you have no idea what I do for work. Um, but I actually do animal show for like kids' birthday parties and church. And,
2: stuff. Um, and let me just tell you, if you don't know John, this is literally the thing that he was made for, okay? All growing up, like if there was a snake or whatever, if like for the church camp that we used to both go to, if there was a snake, it was gonna be John Schmidt picking up that daggum snake. So this <laughs> is this is John's like this is this is John's area. So go ahead, John. Sorry. Okay
0: gonna say it's like the the more that I work with animals, the more that I keep snakes. Like personally, specifically snakes, because they relate to Satan. Um, the more that I keep them personally, it, it's so amazing to me how how painfully similar they are to Satan in so many ways, and why that comparison, and why that's the, the animal that he appeared as. Um, because it's like one most humans, like if I show up to a sixth grade girl's birthday party, right, and I bring out you know a 12 foot python. That girl's freaked out, even if she loves snakes, just because that snake is so big and so intimidating and has so many teeth, even if it's the calmest thing in the world, like it's just a scary sight to behold, right The other thing is is snakes are predictable they're dumb animals, like a dog, you have no idea what's going on in a dog's head I mean yeah they're food driven and they love companionship, but you know dog dogs do their own thing snakes, man, I could go out into my 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 area where I keep all my animals right now and I could tell you exactly where each of them's going to be I know how each of them react to me moving something around out there like they're predictable they're dumb animals uh, and I think that that's such a cool parallel from our end I say cool but it's such a um, like effective parallel to Satan because like, he, he's predictable he does the same things he's not creative in, in terms of how he gets us Like he, he, he presents the same bait like, like you were saying Rusty it's like he finds one thing that works and then he comes the same way like a million times and he may modify it a little bit, give it a little bit of a different finesse, but he's not, he's not creative. He's not all knowing, uh, he's predictable. And so I think if you can identify that threat and, and identify his tactics, I think it makes it really, really easy. But also if you've got somebody else who knows that for you, like someone who helps hold you accountable it helps, you know, call out those those hot dogs in your life. Hey man, like that's, that could be a potential issue. Um, I think that that, that's a huge thing as well.
2: Yeah, shoot, yeah, that's why, you know, the Lord says, you know, we're, we're called to do discipleship together. We're called to do life. Like, that's why, again, that's another reason we're going to do this podcast. But, you know, we want to just uh, thank you all for listening up to us and uh, letting us ramble on for a little bit. And, you know, I hope you all tune in uh, next week. And we uh, will talk a, a little bit about, you know, our personal stumbling blocks next week. But until then, we'll see you all next time. Have a good day.
0: See you.